You are listening to the Registered Dietitian Approved Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about dietetics in a different light, highlighting non-traditional RD opportunities, including business and marketing. In today's episode, Marissa and Austin interview Rachel Fine from To The Point Nutrition as she reflects on her path to starting her own business and finding her niche. Rachel, thank you for coming on. I guess, could you start off by telling everyone a little bit you know, about you, your background, um, and all the stuff that, that you do? Uh, so I obviously am a registered dietitian. I got my licensure about in 2013, so I, don't, I can't even do the math right now. But I started off as a dancer. I, I'm, my whole life, I've been a dancer. Um, I went to college, started off college for dance. I wanted to dance professionally. Um, and throughout that process, I started to develop disordered eating habits. Um, I mean, it, it pretty much goes without saying that dancers are a culture that uh, struggles with uh, dealing with the, uh, the weight no pun intended, of disordered eating and of diet culture, to, to summarize it. And uh, in a nutshell, what happened to me was I was dancing like seven, eight hours a day, uh, wanting also to learn how to fuel my body for my performance, and really becoming very interested in health and nutrition. Um, so much though that my interest in health and nutrition turned quickly into an obsession where I was just really obsessed with wanting to eat healthy. And uh, in hindsight, what what happened with that was I basically burnt myself out for a year of dance. And I said, and I saw this in, I basically saw the path I was going down as a dancer. And, and what happened was the joy that I once had as, as a professional ballet dancer was taken away. I just wasn't finding that same joy that I always had from ballet. And I was like, this can't be right. You know, ballet is something that has always been in my life. It's something that I love and I need to refine that love again. Um, and at the same time, while I was really burning myself out of dance, I was developing this major passion for nutrition. And I was like, you know what, I need to take two steps back to take a step forward. That's when I was, I decided to change my career track, start studying nutrition. So I, cause there was just so much confusion in my head. I didn't, I couldn't understand. I'll never forget the first confusion that I did not understand was like, was diet was fiber because I was like, how can fresh fruits and vegetables be high in fiber? But then you have like all of these things, like these bars also having like 20 grams of fiber in it. I was just so confused and I wanted to learn. I wanted to get down to the science because I really didn't know what to trust. You know, at that time we, the internet was very, was there. It was very apparent. This was only, this was about a decade ago already. Um, and, uh, you know, I was Googling, I was trying to learn, trying to find out when I realized that I wanted to pursue this passion more and develop a sustainable lifestyle because I saw what I was doing was my obsession with health wasn't sustainable because I also just really love food and I love sweets. And I was like, I need to figure out a way to find balance in my everyday life. And that's when I decided to make the plunge from 
seven hour days dancing to studying nutrition as a major in college. So I transferred to NYU to get my, on the dietetics track to get my RD to, and my master's and my bachelor's. And I ended up doing everything over there at NYU. They had a great program and I loved it. Um, I then got placed in my internship before my master's the NYU track is um, you finish your bachelor's, you do your DPD courses, then you apply for your internship. I was really happy I got placed at NYU so I could really just stay there and do their joint program as a dietetic intern and master's student. So it was about a two-year program in total. Um, I then, once I completed that, I then worked clinically over at Langone in their hospital. I, I Throughout my time studying nutrition, I'm also a major science nerd, which most of us probably are because that's why we go into this field. So I loved critical care and I was on the critical care floor for about two years, loved doing that. And in true Rachel fashion, I like to say, I kind of burnt myself out from that because I just went like full force. And, I, and then I one day I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I miss dancing. Like I need to get back into the dance world. And that's when I decided to, on a whim, leave the hospital and be like, you know what, I need to, well, I, I'll back up. And if I'm, I'm, I don't need to veer off in a zillion paths, but um, I had already started my business while I was working at the hospital. I actually bought my LLC the week before I took my RD exam. So I always knew that I wanted to work with dancers from the, I mean, again, it's why I went into the field of nutrition because I wanted to answer those same questions that I had as what we call in the dance world as a bunhead. Um, I was just, I was solely focused on my performance, wasn't thinking about the mental load of that. And as I said before, developed an obsessive obsession with health. And I wanted to help other dancers do that. So that was always the goal for me. Just along the way, I became so interested in clinical that I found myself just going on that clinical path anyway, just kind of going with the motion. Um, still keeping dance nutrition in my back pocket the entire time. Uh, and that took so started my practice while I was working at the hospital. I would see probably like one dancer a week at the time, not even. I mean, there, I probably for the first year of working at the hospital, even though I had to the point nutrition, which is my business LLC, probably saw like six dancers throughout the whole year of being there. I was really full time working clinical. Um, it wasn't until that second, that sorry, that second year where I was like. I have the, I have to the point nutrition and I loved it so much. I, I felt so much joy with working with dancers, even though I hadn't worked with that many at the time. But I knew while I was working with them that I just loved it so much. That's when I took the plunge away from clinical back into the dance world. And and by the way, like throughout the time of studying nutrition, I never left the dance world in the sense that I always took classes. I tried to pick up performances here and there. So I never really left it. Uh, it was just a matter of balancing the percentages of my day. Wow. Sorry, that was like a no, lot. <laughs> yeah, no, that was incredible. And uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are like so in, you know, interested and intrigued about everything that you had to say. Um, so, so basically, um, you already knew you wanted to work with dancers. You were a dancer mm -hmm. yourself. You went mm -hmm. to school to become RD because you had a lot of questions that you wanted to answer yourself, right? And you started going through that and then you found yourself down the clinical path and you're working in uh, clinical and then just one day you're like, hold on, 
I'm getting kind of burnt out. I want to go back to my passion of what you did originally. And that kind of started you down the path of, you know what? Well, I guess I'll let you tell the story because you already mm-hmm. knew you wanted to do that. You said you opened up your LLC like right before you took the RD exam, like the week before. Yeah. Um, but eventually uh, you started to transition towards that more full-time because that was the thing you're doing on the side when you're working yeah. clinical, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, throughout the time of working clinical and because of my history as a dancer, I was always, there was no, there was no dance nutrition guide. I mean, I shouldn't say there's no guidelines. There's definitely a lot of work being done out there, but we're talking already like seven years ago. There wasn't that much out there, especially in the U.S. in regards to official terminology, like dance nutrition, um, guidelines. You know what I mean? We have sports nutrition, but performing performing arts nutrition is not quite there or was not quite there. So I was like, well, you know, I was very into certifications and making things official. So I was like, well, let me, you know, dancers are athletes. So let me get my certification uh, as a certified specialist in sports dietitian. So I have that and I can apply those guidelines to the dancers because from my personal experience as a dancer, I know what dancers are going through on a day-to-day basis. I know what their body needs. I know the type of exercise it is within a class, within a rehearsal, the start and stop motion type of, um, type of workout it is. So I felt confident that I could take my certifications as a dietitian and as a certified specialist in sports nutrition and use that together to provide evidence-based guidelines to this population that didn't have it. So, so you, you, uh, you literally just, you, you said sports nutrition and you had those guidelines, but nothing was for dance and everything of what you specifically did. And so you just created your own niche pretty much. I did. There. Yeah. Like I said, especially six years ago, I mean, now there's, there are, there's more resources now, but the U.S. is still lagging when it comes to um, dancer health. There's a lot in the U.K. There's a lot in Australia. And I've been in contact with and even worked with a lot of the uh, dance medicine professionals in those areas. But it's still lacking in the U.S., uh, even though now there's definitely strides being made. But yeah, I, sen- yeah, I essentially had to create most of the things that like I, I give my clients and that I work with, I, I created on my own. Um, I, I mean, I took a sports nutrition class in college that also really helped. And the professor was absolutely incredible. And he, I remember the final thesis for that class and for my research class, I made specific for dancers so that I could have my professors really kind of just check what I'm doing to make sure that, and, and by the way, that was when I was getting my master's and I was already working at the hospital. So I started my LLC while I was doing my master's before I, but while I was in my, essentially an intern before I took the RD exam, took it the week after I started the LLC. So it kind of all like happened at the same time where I knew I was uh, zoning into this one niche and creating resources and guidelines for them. Um, and then everything really just spiraled, snowballed, I should say, from there. Uh, and you can tell me if I'm going way off now from your question, but you know, having created my LLC then allowed me to work on my website. 
And for me, I will say that having this niche of dance nutrition, which again, very untouched niche, allowed me to work on my SEO. And SE and like I, this, I'm like, I don't mean to hit you guys from left field with like a, a what the heck is SEO? But SEO essentially is when, when you type into Google, when someone types into Google dance nutrition, what comes up on the first page? And that's, and we can talk more about niching down, but that is such an important aspect of why having a niche will help with business. Because when you do to type in dance nutrition, at least for the most part, you're going to see my website, probably not, maybe the, maybe not the first one, but like within the first page. So that from there helps things snowball because that's where I started to make contacts for media and a lot of big publications like dance media and dance magazine started to reach out to me because they were just, you know, they wanted to write an article about carbohydrates for dancers. So they Google, well, dance nutrition, blah, blah, blah. And they saw my name, you know, contact, contact me. And that's me quoted in their article. So all of these things helped me snowball this and, and really just carve out these niche, this niche. <laughs> was it was it a little scary because this was you know you said a couple of years ago and this area this niche was a little bit really untouched and you were the first one that kind of like put your foot down and started going in this direction so was it a little a little scary at first like what was kind of going through your head were you like I don't know if I should do this or I need to do this because it's uncharted waters like you know I'll be honest I don't I was never scared because I was always already doing something with this niche. I was already creating my own self-confidence in the sense of, I remember when I was an intern, I went back to schools where I danced previously. I danced at Adelphi University. I danced at the Dance Loft, which is a school in Long Island. And I gave them workshops for free. I gave them dance nutrition workshops. I went to their dancers and, or, you know, I knew the artistic directors and I said, Hey, you don't have to pay me, but let me give your girls a workshop just so that I can test out my knowledge and I can start building my confidence from there. So I would go, I'd have my little PowerPoint, like the, the actual like poster boards. I still have pictures. I, I love that. So anyway, from there though, um, what happened was a big dance school in the city. Oh no, I reached out to them. I reached out to them. There was a big dance school in the city called Steps on Broadway, which a lot of you have already heard about them. And I reached out to them and went over there, made a little portfolio, created a, I don't know, like a 20 page portfolio with like resources that I would give them. And printed out a price list because I wasn't going to do it for free anymore. This is when I already had my, uh, I was still working at the hospital, but I was a dietitian. I wasn't an intern anymore. So I felt, you know, let me try this. Let me feel them out. I'll be very uh, lax and flexible in regards to what they can do as a studio because the dance world, most dance studios don't have the budget for a nutritionist. So I figured, you know what, let me try. And I ended up carving out a relationship with Steps, and Steps is a very big school, and that really also helped me uh, get my name out there with dancers. 
So starting just word of mouth, just from one dancer to the next dancer. And Steps feeds into a lot of dance companies and a lot of bigger dance schools. So that helped me a lot. Uh, so I ended up getting workshops with Steps, paid workshops. I didn't get paid much, I'll be honest with you. But it was something, and it was to get my name out there. It was all for marketing purposes. Um, and from there, I remember also just offering them blog posts, like anything that I could just get on their websites with my name on it, I was doing for them. So it was a lot of my own outreach. Yeah. So, so I really, just to answer your original question, sorry, I, I guess I wasn't really scared because I feel confident in the dance world because I know it so well and I've been in it for so long. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I just never was that scared with it. Yeah, no, you definitely have to pick something that you love. And a lot of dietitians, like most of the time, well, I don't want to say most of the time, but a lot of the times us dietitians pick a specific area of nutrition because we were either that person yes. or yes. we want to actually help somebody who we know is mm -hmm. that person. It's like a family member or a friend. And that's Absolutely. why we go into nutrition. So like for me, I was a gymnast and a dancer as well. Yes. Yes. That's why I went to nutrition and we talked mm -hmm. about this before. Um, so like, for example, I don't have a strong connection with diabetics. I'm just going to Right. Uh, an example. And I right. don't feel comfortable really with like diabetes and I'm not going to pick a population that's like type one diabetics when I don't know that much about it. So exactly. It definitely is important that you feel a very strong connection and a strong, you know, sense of love for this specific yeah. population. I remember I said this to you guys when we first spoke uh, that when I talk to a client, and even now, as I've built my social media presence, when I talk to my followers or when I talk to a client, I really do feel like I'm talking to a mirror. Most often, my clients can relate to me. I've honed down so much on who I speak to that I, my confidence, I'll tell you where my fear kind of lied at because I actually did have a fear. Um, my confidence now is has only grown in the past year with with there being enough of these dancers that can relate to me. So it wasn't, it was about a year ago where I really decided, you know what, I'm solely going to start marketing to dancers. I always did have a little fear that if I was, that the dance world, quote unquote, like didn't have that much in the finances to support a dietitian and to support a nutritionist. So it's not necessarily the most like money-making uh, niche to be in. So I always had that fear of, am I going to lose potential customers by niching down so much to dancers? And it was literally about a year ago where I said to myself, you know what? I can't relate to other people. I can't even really, re I can't relate to football players and, and baseball players. I know I'm certified to work with them. I am certified special in sports nutrition, but I can't relate to them. I don't know what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, but who do I know? I know dance. I can sniff out a dancer from like countries away. Okay. Um, I can sniff out a dancer with disordered eating from miles away. And I feel like these are the girls I can speak to. And once I decided to say, you know what, my my with my Instagram, it was it was it was really. I remember the decision. I remember making the decision. Like if I'm gonna go for this, especially on Instagram, because I remember my following was really dropping, and I was like, what is going on? And I realized that I just was in this 
floating around this area of where I was working with dancers, but I was trying to speak to everyone because I was so scared that I was, I was going to single people out or lose customers. And I realized like, what am I doing? I, I rather have 20,000 or less than that, let's say 20,000 dancers than a hundred plus thousand everybody's. Okay. Because I realized that I can sell more. I can sell myself more to the girls that I can relate to and who can relate to me and give them genuine advice and be a resource for them and a provider for them. So I guess that I really did have that fear. The fear didn't set in probably until, until 2018, which was, and I noticed that my, I wanted to make changes with my Instagram. I noticed that my drop, my following was dropping. I was like, but this Instagram is such a great platform for us to market ourselves. So I feel like it's important to get a good hold on that and get a good hold on what you're using to market yourself. So when I saw my, my following dropping, I was like, oh, well, this is depressing. Like, what am I going to do? That's when I was like, you know what? Let me, let me try this again. Let me really single out who I'm speaking to. Let me picture the client that I want to work with because that's who I enjoy working with the most. And that's who I'm going to talk to. And that's what I've done ever since. And then I just started creating a lot of online resources. Like I created my course for dancers. And I, I also actually ended up creating a course for more general population, but my dancer course is really what I focus on now because that's what I can portray as how I can like best relate to my clients. And then again, like what does that turn into customers? Exactly, exactly. And I definitely want to go back really quickly and touch on the yeah. point of when you were like, you know, you had this this thought in your head and you know that the dance world doesn't have crazy amounts of money to just give away to dietitians. But you were just like, I don't care. This needs to be done. There needs to be dietitians in this space. Dancers definitely need help. I'm just going to go and put myself out there and put out offers and just start doing workshops and just start making connections. And something that Austin and I learned recently, I like this little phrase, it said, offer often to open opportunities. Mm, And that is exactly what you did. You were like, I don't care. You were just like, I'm just going to put myself out there. And doing that and just going for it really helped to open up some incredible opportunities for you and get you to where you are today. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You can't be uh, scared of reaching out. You have to be confident. If you're a dietitian now, I can understand, you know, it's, it might be hard for an intern to be less confident. Um, but I don't want to say that because you can still do things as an intern. I still reached out. I still gave workshops when I was an intern. Just, I didn't ask for money. I wanted it to be for an experience for myself. Um, and I feel like, especially once you're a dietitian, you just have to own up to it. You have to own up to your confidence, focus on something that you love, that you would truly enjoy. Wake up in the morning and actually enjoy sitting down with these people or this population and talking about that uh, topic. Okay. Um, I, I think that it, that's helped me so much. Once I realized, once I kind of got in my head that I'm, I'm not looking to speak to the masses. I'm not looking for hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. I'm looking for dancers. That's who I'm looking for. I don't want numbers. I want dancers. And in doing that, it's truly has helped me grow so much, especially on Instagram. Once I got off of my high horse with wanting to be like, you know, the next great biggest dietitian in the world, I was like, yeah, that's not happening. There's so many saturated 
areas already, try to pick something that's specific that you can uh, own up to on your own. And listen, there might be, there's other dance nutritionists out there. I will say one thing that has truly helped me with finding this niche and, and being the expert that of, of my niche, I now have dietitians give me referrals. So I'm not just getting referrals from Instagram or social media or from dance studios. I'm actually getting dancers from other dietitians who say, you know what? I can help you, but I know this dietitian who really can help dancers. So I'll get about maybe two referrals a week, honestly, just coming from other dietitians I know that want to send me their dancers. So I think that uh, I think being realistic with yourself is just so important because, you know, we live in a world now of mass media where of numbers where we're just like, we want the glorification of getting more followers and getting more numbers, but be realistic with yourself. Know that there's a lot of saturated fields out there. So pick one and become the expert of it. That's great. That's great. You just separate yourself from the competition and that's kind of, you know, things we've been talking about while niching down. I know we have only a few more minutes left uh, before Rachel has to go, but could you tell, you know, everyone who's watching, I guess maybe what are some tips that you have? the importance of maybe starting early and like uh -huh. kind of what you talked about. Uh, do you have like any tips uh, you could give them yeah. for anyone who was maybe in your position, who's say working a job and they feel like, ah, they have this passion for something else, but they're not quite sure how to do it, how to go there. And, and you did that. I guess you have any tips for that kind of person who yeah. may be watching? If you have the passion, then you're already ahead of the game. Just take that passion and start creating things for it. Create resources. Um, if you're not good at doing things like that, I will say I've always been tech savvy. So I've always been able to figure out things on the, you know, I've been, I've been able to figure out how to create posts, how to use a website like Canva. That's a great a great starting point for starting to create things and getting yourself out there. If you can't do that, then perhaps outsource as best you can. I'm not a website developer. So one thing that I've outsourced is developing my websites, mm -hmm. um, creating a website. Actually, that's probably my biggest tip for you is to, is to create a website, get yourself on the web because that's going to help with SEO. Um, I was never into writing blogs until just this past year. I only started my blog just this past year. And I've realized as I'm doing it, I'm starting and I love it now. You know, I, I, it grew, it kind it grew on me. And I think that's just getting yourself, continuing to get yourself out there to continuing to give resources. And I will say one of the biggest questions that I think, um, that I don't necessarily get, cause I'm not a, I don't, I don't like run. Yeah, I don't do what you do. You help people make businesses and stuff. But I bet a common question that you get is, should I be giving all this free advice out? And I will say, I give a lot of free advice out. And you know why? Because I want to be their resource. I want to be the person in that dancer's head that one day they're going to decide that they need more help. And the only person they're going to know of is me because they already have so many things. They have my free guide. They have my... Instagram account that, you know, with posts, with, with advice, they have my YouTube channel. I'm already the dietitian that's talking to them on a day in and day out basis. So I think giving out free stuff is, um, is very beneficial. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that. Again, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a pro with businesses. Even though all of this I've, I've made on my own and I've made through trial and error, but I have felt that it's helped me. 
Yeah, no, that's incredible because we, we talked about the same thing of pretty much, you know, give, give, give your information, give your advice. And uh, people have different views on it. Some people are like, oh, I'm not going to give anything until they pay me. And right. you, you literally are just like a, a great example of everything that you've been able to build and things that, that we kind of talk about. But um, I know, yeah, we, we are pretty much uh, at the end. Um, I guess we'll finish off with where can people find you? Yeah, of course. So I would love if you would follow me on Facebook. I'm at To The Point Nutrition and points spelt with an E. Um, I'm also on Facebook as To The Point Nutrition. And I'm sorry, I'm on Instagram as To The Point Nutrition. Uh, and I have a bunch more in, of resources on my Instagram. So my blog is dancenutrition.com, which by the way, another important thing is when you're making your website and when you're looking for a domain, try to stick to something general. I found that this has helped me. Um, the first domain I ever had was the dancing dietitian and nobody is really typing in online dancing dietitian. People don't really know the word dietitian. I found that nutrition nutritionist has helped me more. Uh, these are just little tips that I'm thinking of in my head. So you can find me at dancenutrition.com. My other website is pointnutrition.com and yeah, Instagram to the point nutrition and Facebook to the point nutrition. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. This was awesome. We had a ton of people watching, a ton of likes. I saw a ton of hearts coming up. So great. That's great. great. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a great MNT Monday. M Thank you. M Thank you so Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, if anyone has questions, you can totally reach out to me. I have no problem answering those. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Rachel. We will talk to you later and um, yeah, keep in touch. So, all right, guys, follow her to The Point Nutrition. Uh, we'll talk to you all later. Yes. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're an RD or RD2B and would like to connect with us, make sure you join us on our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Registered Dietitian Approved. We also have an online store filled with the best RD swag. You can check it out at rdapprovedstore.com. And last but not least, if you loved this episode and want to learn more, make sure you subscribe so you can join us on this RD takeover movement.